All right, we're on week four of our starting point um, 10-week curriculum here to find your role in God's mission. And our Bible verse for today, at least for this um, particular week, is Psalm 19, verses 7 and 8. And I'll read it really quickly, and I think it'll help kind of prepare us and um, guide us through our, our time together. It says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect. Renewing one's life, the testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. So obviously we're going to go through and talk about the Word of God. But more specifically, we're going to talk about Bible fluency. And so fluency is basically uh, familiarity with a topic and, and so we're talking about how familiar we are with scripture and so last week when we talked about discipleship there were three main focuses that we mentioned that are required for just to really make a good disciple or or, or just the the initial outline of what it takes to make a disciple and we talked about relationships time and then scripture scripture is what we're going to focus on today and, and we've got a brief analogy or illustration to kind of help prepare our minds for it. So think about um, this idea in terms of a bicycle. So you're riding a bicycle, right? And you, you want to go out for a bicycle ride or whatever. So the first thing that you'll need is a bike, right? So the bike kind of dictates um, or the type, the, the type of trip or the purpose of the trip uh, dictates what type of bike you get, right? So if you're going on a mountain, riding situation you need a mountain bike if you're going on a road trip you'll need a road bike if you're going to do bmxing you get the point right so the bike indicate is indicated by the type of trip now you'll secondly need a plan the plan is like knowing your destination where you'll end up and then thirdly what you'll need is a source of power you need someone to propel those pedals to move forward and the power is probably the most important because you can have a bike, you can have a plan, but without the power, well, guess what? You go nowhere. So think about discipleship in the same idea, right? You've got your relationship. That's your bike. Your plan could be your time, but the power is going to be God's spirit revealing to you God's word. And without that power, you will get nowhere in discipleship. And so what intimidates you when you think about talking about the Bible or talking with others about the Bible? In what ways do you feel inadequate? Again, the Word of God is the most important. You can hang out with folks and have relationships and spend time with them, but if you don't bring scripture in it, all you're doing is making friends. You're, you're not making disciples, right? Bible fluency is absolutely essential when it comes to making our mission of God complete or completely filling ourselves um, falling into the mission of God. And remember again, our mission is to declare and demonstrate those two D's, declare and demonstrate the glory of God throughout all of the earth. Now there are four main things that you really need to know when it comes to scripture because the Bible is a huge book, right? And so before you can even sit down by yourself or definitely before you can disciple someone else, you need to understand these four ideas okay so first you need to know the main point of the bible secondly you need to know the big story thirdly you'll need to know why jesus matters and then the last thing you need to know when it comes to bible fluency are some key 
passages. So we're going to go through these four really briefly here, beginning with the main point. So the main point of Scripture we can find in Luke 24, verse 27. And this is Christ himself speaking. He says, The beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all of scriptures. This is basically Christ on the road to Emesis talking to those two men who were traveling and trying to tell Jesus about what had happened in Jerusalem with the resurrection. And he's like, guys, don't you get it? From the beginning to the end, it's all been about Jesus, about Christ. So we need to understand first the big picture, the whole, or excuse me, the main point better yet, is that Christ is the main point, right? And so secondly, you need to know the big story, right? So think about a book or maybe a movie. Um, there's like a, a like a overall kind of like idea that you can go through um, and, and, and like a plot typically. Well, the Bible's kind of like that, but there's a couple concepts within scripture that we need to understand about the Bible. First off, it's big, right? It's 66 letters that were written by um, a lot of different people. I forget exactly how many different authors there were. I think there were like 30-something different authors. I'll be wrong on that. Don't quote me. I need to go back and look at my, my books. But um, it's a big book, right? Secondly, it's ancient. It was written to a people at least at the youngest range 2,000 years ago, some going all the way back to about 5,000 years, okay? And secondly, or thirdly, excuse me, it's a diverse book. Dozens of authors, and I kind of mentioned that and a lot of different genres within the Bible. And another component of really understanding how big Scripture is, is to understand also that there are six kind of main movements as you move through the Bible. Movements are kind of like uh, transitions from the beginning and to the point where we get to the end of Scripture. So those movements talk about, or they help us to, to kind of break down Scripture within different uh, maybe category, not categories, that wouldn't be a good way of describing it or describing it. It would be maybe um, subjects, okay, broad subjects. And the first one is creation, God's plan for the world. But then the second one is the fall, man's rebellion to God's plan. Thirdly is Israel, which was God's mission to gather a nation and to establish their need for Jesus. And then moving on is fourth, Christ himself. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's plan. And then fifth, we have the church, which is God's work to save his people. And then lastly, we have eternity, which is God's work to renew his creation. Um, here's a personal response, right? An opportunity here um, from our text we read. Imagine that a friend approached you and said, you know, I've never really been able to understand the Bible. Can you tell me what it's all about? How might you answer that question in five minutes. Do you think if you were to break scripture down into those six different categories, you'd be able to better explain to them what scripture is? Again, those six categories are creation, the fall, Israel, Jesus, church, or the church, and eternity, right? And here's, here's kind of what I would encourage you to think about when it comes to these six different questions. Why does Jesus matter in creation, right? Why does Jesus matter at the fall? Why does Jesus matter for Israel? Why does his life, death, and resurrection matter? Why does Jesus matter for the church? 
Why does Jesus matter in eternity? And if you can take all six of those categories, you can actually apply a Bible verse to each of them that will help you better explain those ideas. So first with creation, let's go to Colossians 1 verse 16. For the fall, Romans 5 verse 12, Israel itself, Exodus 6 verse 7, Jesus, John 1 14, the church, Ephesians 1 22 and 23, and eternity is Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. You'll find a lot of encouragement in those passages. Now I hear you thinking, okay, so what if people ask me questions that I don't know, or or maybe I get intimidated by other people, or I have a bad memory, or I hate reading, or I get boggled down in the details, or I, or I feel guilty when it comes to um, me reading scripture and trying to teach someone else scripture, right? These are all obstacles or barriers that we need to work through, all right? So here's your personal response opportunity. What is the most significant quote, but what about quote that hinders you from actively and passionately engaging in God's story. It's so important. It's our lifeline. It's our power. And if we aren't engaged in scripture, it doesn't matter what we're doing with relationships and time. We will not make disciples.